This is a place. This is a place. This is a place. We want to talk about. This is a place. Listening to this is a place podcast. My name is Brandon, and I'm here with a man who doesn't take granite or doesn't take the podcast for granite. Nate. That's right. I also don't take granite. I left that up to the pioneers. I used to have a rock collection. Had a lot of sedimental value. I have a rock collection as well. I've got Metallica, Megadeth. Def Leppard. Oh, collection. I, I just heard about this band, Metallica. They're awesome. Where have they been my whole life? I've been trying to convert you for years. Aren't they a new band? They're pretty new. They've been around since, I think, uh, 83. And I will say, I have been listening to that song. I even tried to play it a little bit on my guitar, but it is very fast. It is fast. That which we are referring to is the... Metallica Master song, of Puppets. Master of Puppets from Stranger Things. And to correct myself, 1981 is when they formed. Mm, okay. But it wasn't a huge... I've seen Metallica in concert, I think, three times now. But before going to my first concert with Metallica, have I told you that experience? Vaguely remember that. It was a few months before I entered the MTC. I think it was the fall of 98 and I entered the MTC in January of 99. They had it at Weber State's football stadium to go back to the song, another tangent, a little tangent about the song. I wasn't a big fan of that song until I watched them play it live. So I'm sure it had the same effect on people watching stranger things. You're like, man, just a little different with the crowd or, or something going on. Right. Rather than just listening to it on the radio, your headphones. Right. So I became a fan after that, but um, I want to say Jerry Contrell opened up for Metallica and this might make the episode PG-13, but a girl down the front row lifted up her shirt and flashed Jerry. I remember the story now. And he thought it was cool, obviously. And we were up on the the, the, in the bleachers on like the top row because we were just kids. We didn't have money. We couldn't really see what's going on. I still would be in the top row. No matter what. Yeah. But going back to the story, Brandon. Well, so back the girl, to the story, please. The girl flashed him. He's like, that's cool. Do it again. So she does it again. And then another girl flashes him. And then this whole flashing war went on throughout the whole night. It was just like a cool thing. Not just with him, but through Metallica and everything. Like every five minutes a girl would flash the crowd and like i said not a big deal for us because we couldn't see anything it was down on the field mostly and then and then it kind of made its way up to the stadium or the stairs and we're just like but no offense to the girls that were near us that decided to do it but they should not have done it (laughs) uh it was just funny and i just remember going home and listening to the radio and the, the DJs talking about how awesome the concert was. And then they started going off about the flashing. So it wasn't necessarily how awesome the music was, but the flashing was what everybody talked about. Yeah. 
that was my first experience with uh, Metallica. Made me a little nervous going to uh, metal concerts after that because you didn't know what you were getting yourself into. But I just remember going back to the song Master of Puppets. So Master of Puppets and Fuel. When you watch Lars, I think his name, on the drums play those two songs, it just, it gets you so pumped up. Like you just want to go fight somebody because it looks like he's in a fist fight with a drum set. It's so awesome. It's so fun. Um, he's just kicking the crap out of the drum sets and they're pretty upbeat songs. So it, and the whole thing, master of puppets that when the crowd's chanting, it's, it's just fun. It's just good, clean fun. You probably won't hear it at a church dance or a high school dance for that matter. Maybe you will now because of stranger things. Right. But your meme you sent me a few weeks ago was pretty interesting to think about how much time Eddie had to figure out Master of Puppets. Right. And I forgot about those days because the internet really didn't get popular until like the late 90s. And I remember like kind of changed my life from playing from the guitar. So when I used to, I took guitar lessons when I was 12, started when I was 12. And then when I started getting decent enough to be able to play songs, my guitar lessons insisted of me going to my teacher with a cassette tape of a song I wanted to learn. And we would sit there for a half an hour (laughs) of him just trying to figure out how to play that song. So really I was paying my mom, I should say, or my parents were paying for me to go have somebody figure out the tabs to a song, which nowadays you can figure out in 10 seconds tabs to 30 songs. And they're probably more correct than what we were figuring out. So yeah, I would sit there for half an hour of him trying to figure out the tabs to the song. And then he'd go over like his, how you play it for a minute. Then I go home and practice that song for a week and then come back and then we'd go over it and then we'd get a new song. But I mean, just the, how, how much faster I probably would learn how to play the guitar or songs if the internet was around back then. You could be, you could have been to Metallica if you'd have had the internet back then. Oh yeah, absolutely. Easy peasy. But if Eddie really did sit down with all his busy schedule and figured out how to play master puppets, then it's a sad, sad thing that is it safe enough now to say, if you haven't seen it, sorry. So I will say this, Nate, I still probably won't be the biggest Metallica fan, but it has led me to listen to a little more than normal. Has opened your, what's the word I'm looking for? Broaden my horizons. Broaden your horizons. Which is a good thing. Even Metallica, there's been a lot of hardcore Metallica fans getting upset, like saying you're, you know, basically bandwagging if you're like Metallica now because of Stranger Things. And Metallica right. spoke out, said, we don't care if you've been listening for 40 years or 40 hours. Everybody's welcome in Metallica's kingdom. So, and the sad thing is probably the reason why I don't like Metallica is because of those type of hardcore fans, those gatekeepers. Oh, yeah. I mean, we could talk a whole episode on Metallica. And I remember the Black Album came out and how upset they were, the hardcore fans, saying that they sold out. That's probably their best album ever. One of the best albums ever. So, but we're not here to talk about Metallica. No. Yeah. 
that's a rabbit hole I could talk about forever. We're here to talk about Texas. Yes, we are. Because I went to Texas for my first time just last week. For work, right? For work. Yep, work. I did get to do a little bit of sightseeing one night after work was finished. And so I was pretty happy about that because I've always wanted to go to San Antonio, check out the Alamo. Did you help Pee Wee find his bicycle? Did you go into the basement? There, but I didn't see no bicycle. He had the Alamo. It was cool. A little underwhelming. I didn't. I was there after it had already closed, so I didn't get to do a tour. But it was just cool to see and be there, where it all happened. And I'm gonna be honest, I don't really know what happened there. I don't. That's a blind spot in my history. But I did go to a really cool museum, and it was kind of an odd. I feel here in Utah, we've got a lot of Old West history, right? Right. And so we tend to focus on the Utah stuff, but just realizing how much Western history there is outside of Utah was kind of a eye-opener for me because as I was in this museum, it's called the Buckhorn Saloon. It is really cool. They've got a huge, a huge collection of taxidermy. They've got everything they've got giraffes elephants hippos like you name it they've got it but they also had a texas ranger section and so reading through all the texas ranger stories and stuff it's just kind of interesting to i kept expecting something about utah to come up but of of course it's not because it's texas (laughs) and i got to do the river walk which i've always really thought was a cool thing i've only been to the dallas airport so that's as close as i've been i think two or three times. So I've never been sightseeing in Texas. I got some friends down there that I keep saying I'm going to go visit. And then I never do like everything else. Once we get our YouTube channel that we've been planning for months, once it expands, we're probably going to have to make our way down to Texas eventually. So Texas is so big. It is so big. I I saw a good chunk of it in two short days because I went, I flew into Dallas and then I flew to San Antonio and then I drove to Houston. So I saw everything I feel like, but out of the big cities, except for Austin. It is a big place and there's a lot of Texas pride there. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. Well, Texas could vote to succeed from the U.S. in 2023. Really? How would that work? We better get our passports. I know, but like, what does that mean? Like, say you live in Texas right now and they become their own nation. Does that mean you have to get a passport to go to the other states now? I don't think it. I think they, I could see it happening where they vote for it, but I don't see it ever actually happening. Yeah, agreed. 
until the zombie apocalypse happens then, then nothing really will matter it anyway. doesn't matter at that point so well back to utah we decided to talk about if you don't know about it off the beaten path site to see here in utah probably not something that everyone goes and checks out right no i think if you live in that area you probably know about it you probably go visit it but i don't see people driving it's a popular out of their place way. to take pictures too i think absolutely during summers in high school i would substitute teach at jordan valley which is a special needs school they did summer programs there i don't know you did substitute teaching uh-huh. well if for special needs kids so basically you just it was just babysitting for the summer you know it was fun um and then a few times when we kind of had the higher functioning class kids the older kids we took them on a bus build trip over to the temple quarter so every time i think about it now moving forward i always remember that visit there so it was a fun place to go explore and it was relatively safe to take a bunch of kids i always get my canyons mixed up is it little cottonwood canyon little so at the mouth of little cottonwood canyon not too far not too far in is the temple quarry where they got the stones to build the Salt Lake Temple. The pioneers who, where they got the stones. Well, and they would have to use dynamite to blow up the rock rather than using their hammers and chiseling it out of the mountain. So they start using dynamite. And so if you keep your eye open around there, you can still see dynamite holes or holes that they chiseled to put in the dynamite so it's kind of fun a lot of signs around that you can read about some of the history um it talks about how history left its mark on little conway canyon in the late 1800s and early 1900s this was a busy place mining lumbering and quarrying drew hundreds even thousands of people to towns that have since died they're dead those towns are dead but these towns were Graniteville, Wasatch, Hogern, Tannersville, Central City, Alta, and Emmaville are gone, but the stories and evidence of occupation remain. Mormon pioneers used the site to quarry rock used in the building of the Salt Lake Temple. As you walk the trail, you will see the marks of quarrying left on the rocks. Enjoy learning more about the canyon resources people relied upon for hundreds of years and will rely upon for many more years to come. And then you got a pretty big trail to, to explore. I never explored the trail. I think people mountain bike that trail as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't do the whole trail, I don't think. We just kind of saw the highlights. Well, they have like a little small path you can kind of walk around the area really quick. And then they have that um, amphitheater. Sponsored by Chevron. Sponsored by Chevron. So you can go sit down and have a little meeting, I guess, a little talent show. <laughs> Maybe that's where we should have our first meetup. Should. We're meeting at the temple quarry. Have you ever seen the movie Legacy? Oh, yes. I quote whenever, it all the time. whenever I've gone here, think about this. I remember that scene where the guy's doing the... I wonder if they filmed it there. Because he's like digging out the granite or whatever, and then he gets injured. 
what happens? Oh, I don't know. Is there like an explosion he gets hurt or something like falls on him? I can't remember. It would have been much cooler if they actually filmed it on site. I don't know if they did or not. It's a great movie. I think that movie merits a whole episode of its own. Yes. My favorite quote from that movie is when he's going off to fight the war. And then he says, I'll see you in Zion's in Zion. And she goes, if we ever do meet again, it will be in Zion's or something like that. So I quote that all the time. And that's probably not verbatim what he says, but I say that to people all the time. Like, if we ever do meet again, it will be Zion's. If you Google the temple quarry, the main things that come up are from trail websites talking about how it's a good place to go and walk slash hike slash bike. So a good place for that and to get some some good history. I think the most recognizable and maybe my favorite part about the temple quarry is the quarry itself, obviously, with all the big rocks that you can jump on. And I didn't even realize this. You said that this fills up with water during That's the year? The, it's, the, it's the river, right? That runs down the mountain. I had no idea. So There was no water when like... we were there, just barely, the other day. 700 days ago. <laughs> Is that how long ago it was? I don't know. I'm 98% sure that we did family pictures here when I was in high school. So I'll have to dig out those pictures. But, I mean, it's kind of nothing like you've seen before. Just It looks like a riverbed, but you just got all these big white rocks everywhere. The stone's up on the side. It's a fun place to visit. It's kind of a fun... You got little kids. Yeah, you want to get outside. Energy. It's a good place to go visit, maybe even on a Sunday drive type situation. And then if you just go up the road a little bit further, right, you've got the the vault that you can't get into. So yeah. you can at least see it. You can see the vault. From the from the street. And you head up a little further, you got Tanner's Flat. And head up a little further, you got Snowbird. A little further, you got Alta. A little further, you got Secret Lake. <laughs> this is our third episode of Little <laughs> oh, Comp Canyon. Oh, man, it is. We've, done, we've been to Little Cottonwood a lot. And we skipped over Snowbird and Alta, so we'll have to... And you go to Snowbird quite frequently, so I do. It's a it's a travesty that we have skipped over. And so. yet, Big Cottonwood Canyon, no love. <laughs> Is there anything cool in Big Cottonwood Canyon? Oh yeah, you've got Brighton, you've got Solitude, you've got Silver Lake, you've got. We should go. We should go play the disc golf course up at Solitude. Do an episode on that. Um, they have that kind of newer resort at Solitude that's kind of trying to be like Snowbirds, you know resort with condos and all that good stuff and then you can also take the what do they call it the path that takes you from big continent over to park city that's a fun one guardsman pass that's what i thought it was would be recommended in passenger cars i did that in high school by accident but i went from park city to big cottonwood Reminds me a little bit of the the road to go from basically Copperton over to Tooele, Butterfield Canyon Road, kind of the same deal. Right. But Makes I feel, feel like Guardsman the whole time. I feel Guardsman's a little more 
choppy. So like the passenger car, really? not so much. You know, it's funny. We talk about we've done so many episodes in Little Cottonwood, but you know, there's still so much nature stuff we haven't even explored yet on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, you could really make a podcast dedicated just to the nature stuff in Utah. We're just chuck full of it. We're just too lazy. Too lazy. <laughs> but we've made it to the bottom and the temple quarry. That's what's important. We've made it to the bottom. We've made it to the bottom of the canyon. We've made it, we've to, made the made it to the top. <laughs> well, do you know Secret Lake? I think it's um it's blocked off this year. Really? Because they're putting in like a new ski lift or something, so you can't hike it. Really? My understanding, oh. well, at least like a couple months ago, because we usually like to go do a hike or two when we go up in June to visit the Iron Blossom and Snowbird. Yeah. And uh, I looked it up and it said it was not available. There's other paths you can do, but not the Secret Lake one. I'm ready for the fall to not be hot anymore. But at the same time, I'm sad. That's Well, your your kids are home no matter what, but... They're not really going to school yet. In a couple of years, they will be. But I'm just sad. They never that leave. They're always the, here. They're always there. <laughs> it's it's a weird feeling, like the first week of school, because I work from home mostly, kind of like you do. But that first week, there there's nobody home. I'm like, it's just so quiet. And then you just get used to it and you love it. And then they're home from school for like vacation or the weekend. You're like, ah, can't wait for school to start. But same time, I love it when my kids are home for summer break for the stuff that we get to do. But I feel mm-hmm. like the summer has been going so fast and that I feel a little bit guilty because we haven't been doing as much as we normally do. One thing we need to make sure we do, we were thinking about doing a whole month of water parks, but realized we have no time to do that. But we got to get at least one water park in before this this summer's over. What do you think? Yeah. One, possibly two. I know I'll probably at least take my kids to Laguna Beach once before it closes. I'd really like to use our Get Out Pass. We need Get Out Pass to be one of our sponsors. I feel like. Yeah, I just bought my Get Out Pass. Um, Or at least have them on. But I want to go visit Calabunga Bay. And then I would think it'd be fun to go hit up um, Summit. Splash Summit. Splash out, it's called. The Old Raging Waters. So it's been a few years since we've been there. Raging Water South. Seven Peaks South, whatever they changed it to. But Hey, and we've even got one real close here that we can go check out. Chompers Cove. What? Yeah, it uh Kern's Ochre. That's what they call it. Chompers Cove. Oh, the outdoor pool? Yeah, I just saw in one of the coupon magazines they sent in the mail a free pass to the outdoor yep. pool. I've never been there. I think that'd be fun. We go to uh, Taylorville Pool quite often in the summer. I think we've been twice so far this year. I'm going to commit us to one. If we get to two, great. But I'm going to just say one. One. We'll do one episode. Do one episode. Yeah, there you go. But whether or not we go to multiple parks is the other question. Yes, indeed. Especially says it's so hot. So hot right now. Got to cool off some way. And pickleball is not the answer, Nate. Oh, no. It's like Club Pickleball opened up in Sandy. I think I probably mentioned that five times already. I'm a member. It's great. It works just fine. The problem is, is that they're missing a couple parts for their AC units. So it is so hot (laughs) and muggy in there. Like you just sweat buckets. But 
the rumor is is that they're fixing it today or this week sometime so that should be a place to go cool off and play pickleball well I, as i mentioned i do have my get out pass and that affords me one visit to club pickleball yeah. so one of these days i'll have to go over when it's finally the ac's working we'll check it out I'll or if you want to if time. you want to lose like five pounds of sweat in like two hours <laughs> and that's one thing to do i like it's a pro there's pros and cons to it, right that's what i've been saying it's like it's a good thing because when i go there you get the extra calories burned from how hot it is and that's the real reason I play is for the exercise and two, it's fun. I'll catch on one of these days. So, and then we need to have an episode talking about the summer movies. So we'll have to have one of those pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. We've gone through a bit of a lull this last couple of weeks. We've been a little busy and we're probably still going to be busy, but we'll keep coming at it with some quality episodes for you. Some semi-quality. <laughs> semi-quality. Some time fillers for you. <laughs> But hey, when it's when it's spooky season again, you know that's where we thrive. Oh my goodness! I saw uh, yesterday. Uh, what's the lotion place? Is it Bath and Body Works? The what? The lotion. Oh yeah, hand lotion. Uh, Bath and Body Works. Yeah. yeah, their advertisement yesterday was for kind of Halloweenish, like they're bringing back their some of their Halloween scents today. So I'm like, ooh, they're already advertising for Halloween, and it's only July. That's when it starts, Nate. Once July 4th is done, it's Halloween time. Okay, real quick. This? Quick story. Did a pickleball tournament last week in Farmington. Stinking hot. But they had a huge long sidewalk and it had a bunch of those street lights on it. So about 100 yards away. And when it got dark, it was dusk. There was this guy and he just stood there with his back turned to us. Actually, I think he was looking at us. I couldn't tell. He was so far away. Just stood there for like... 20 minutes and I kept telling my partner I'm like oh I think Michael think Mike Myers is down there staring at us so let's be careful when we leave the park tonight <laughs> it was it was seriously I'm like this is how horror movies start because the guy standing in the distance underneath like a street light just staring at people so for so, Halloween part three doesn't take place in Haddonfield it takes place in Farmington Farmington is that what you're saying yeah close to Lagoon makes sense like he could see Lagoon right across the street i so, imagine mike myers would like lagoon i'm sure he would good place to find some some teens to you know slaughter slaughter get a slaughter on well i think this episode rocked it was solid thanks for listening to this is a place podcast see you next week <laughs> <laughs>